The Spanish announce table. Tim! Yeah. What an episode of AEW Dynamite. If you're listening to this later, we're doing a special episode. We're recording live immediately after AEW Dynamite. Uh, the reason is I have a flight to catch tomorrow. I'm going to Las Vegas, so I won't be available. And we don't like to do the solo shows if we don't have to. So we gave you a special treat. So if you're listening to this later, that's why we're so pumped. We just got off of old man Hardy doing his swanton and stinger, uh, oldest man in pro wrestling, wrestling, still getting his all, you know, shit in as they say it. And I'm just jazzed up, man. I tell you what, how are you, Tim? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. The AW Dynamite was great. I'm excited to get into all that, all the fun stuff they did on there. The show was a party every time. I think we say this a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw somebody on, on the Twitter say, everyone is over. And yeah. I think that was a very accurate statement. And I'm excited to get into that. And, of course, we have an annual tradition that we make predictions for WrestleMania. This is our eighth year, eighth, eighth year doing this? I think so, yeah. I think it's our eighth time doing it. We're in our eighth year, so I think, yeah, this will be our eighth year doing it. Like, we're coming up on the 30. nine year anniversary, even. Yeah, because the 30 was our first WrestleMania. Yeah. Because right? that so. was when we had Jeremy Wyatt, and we were all were like, Brock versus Undertaker. And we're like, Undertaker, duh. I <laughs> never look stupid. Hey, speaking of looking stupid, Max Caster was in the first match of the night. Uh, again, CM Punk, let's get right into our AW Dynamite recap because we do have WrestleMania picks. We do have a full recap of Dynamite and we got the news and more other fun stuff uh, coming up. So let's get right into it. It started off with CM Punk versus Max Caster. Before we get into the match, I want to know because it feels like this is the thing that you start off with Max Caster. What did you think of the rap? We got a Will Smith line. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> that actually didn't go out over air. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we got uh, Max Caster. So we had the Z-Pack line. We also had a Will Smith line. We had uh, Joe Biden's son line. I can't remember his name. Uh, and we also got CM Punk has bad teeth. What'd you think of the rap before we even started the show? Or the match, I should say. Um. But it's always fun. A Max Caster rap is always, I, I think he always hits, right? There was the time he, you know, maybe. He hit. Yeah, he, he hit. Like it it just like kind of was not. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I think, um, yeah, you know, um, regarding the Max Caster thing and cycling back to that, I think with the big news of the, which we will not get into, the Will Smith Oscar slap thing, I think people forget at times there can be two things that happen. The joke can be funny and in poor taste or, or you know what I mean? Like nothing like. someone just doesn't like, like it. Funny is about like surprise and using wordplay and all that kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's a weird mix. Like, so the joke can have been funny and sometimes be like, man, I wish I, maybe I didn't say that. Right. <laughs> like those two things can happen. Right. Or the two things could happen is everyone thinks that f is funny. And the person that that joke is about wants to smack you in the face, you know? That can happen too, right? Like I, there have been plenty of jokes about my eyebrows and oh, so many other things about who I am and what I look like. I heard seven where, today. Yeah. And they're funny, but I still will smack you. I don't right. like it. Right. Yeah. So again, we won't get into that, but Max Caster had the rap. I thought he actually could have gone a little bit harder into CM Punk 
it did start with the Will Smith and the Joe Biden son line. And I thought those were more pop culture things where it's like, you could use those lines facing anyone. And when he did end the rap with the Z pack line, dating back to the CM Punk and Colt Cabana podcast episode that lives in infamy, you know, I thought that was a good like punctuation. Uh, but yeah, I thought he kind of let CM Punk slide for as good as Max Caster is on the mic, but that was on the mic inside the ring. CM Punk, Max Caster did his job. I think we got, you know, all our shit in as they say, and CM Punk got the victory. What'd you think of the match? Yeah, it was a good way, I think, to to kind of highlight. Uh, I th- they've done this a lot in AEW, right? Where they highlight a, a kind of up and comer talent and and show that, like, hey, you can go. But I I don't think this was like, you know, this was nothing to write home about necessarily, right? I don't think anything was bad, right? I didn't think they like, oh man, they really butched that, or you know, or or mm-hmm. botched that, uh, uh, you know, that move here or there. So I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. And I mean, I I just. You kind of know going into that who's winning, so I don't I don't right. think I ever really get fully invested if we're pulling back mm-hmm. the curtain, right? Yeah, of course. So after the match, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring, says, Hey, CM Punk, last week you said, uh, or you made the motion of a title around your waist. What does that mean? And then CM Punk, oddly enough, was just like, Hey, South Carolina, what does it mean? And they just were like, yeah, title punk. Like no one knew what to say. And then eventually we were just like, I don't know. Just say his fucking name. Is that what he's wanting? CM Punk. So we just said their name. Side note, South Carolina, amazing crowd. No Green Bay. They were hot for everything. Uh, Kudos to them. But uh, CM Punk was like, I don't know a lot of things, but I know a couple things. I'm going after the champion. And I don't care if it's Adam Cole or Hangman Adam Page. So, Tim, is that happening sooner rather than later? Or do you think we get a detour and someone jumps in CM Punk's way before we get a championship opportunity? Well, I mean, the better storytelling is something jumps in the way, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think. But you also run that risk of, does CM Punk get hurt? Or does the crowd wear thin on CM Punk? So, Mm I think if if you told me now, like, if you got in my ear and you were, like, his agent and you were telling me, hey, look, he's come back. He's proven he can still go. He's proven he can hold the matches. Uh, now's the time to pull the trigger or we might run all those risks or something. Like, you got to give him the title now or or it's never. I, I could be convinced. Be like, all right. You know. All right. So like, I don't, I don't think do? it would hurt. Right? Yeah. So, so let's let's have you have the, the pencil. As they say in the insider. Oh, term. I'm booking him as heel to to take it off Hangman. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. I'm gonna capitalize on that heat. It's gonna be his I Hogan just, moment. You know, we'll get to it when the segment comes because uh, we are going in chronological order. But this Hangman thing, I'm getting mad and at everyone but Hangman. Well, unless if it's Hangman's idea and I don't know about it, but we'll get to that in a m- moment here. Uh, so we go backstage after the, uh, promo from CM Punk and it's MJF and FTR, FTR and some NWO gear, probably paying homage to the outsiders, specifically Scott Hall, who just recently passed away. Uh, but MJF and FTR not on the best of terms. It feels like, because FTR is like, Hey, we like Wardlow. We like you, but we also like Wardlow. Don't get us involved in that. Before they can even really get into a discussion, you got smart Mark Sterling walking around putting up these flyers that says, don't let Wardlow in the building. Don't let Wardlow in the building. Side note, Mark Sterling, 
just the perfect amount of Mark Sterling in tonight's episode. Just a couple promos, a couple walking around being silly. That's all I need from him. He did awesome tonight. But uh, what do you think about this potential riff between MJF and FTR? Do you think this is the true baby face turn for FTR as it kind of feels like we're going? Or I think what we're getting there. Here? I think we're getting there and I like it. I, I think we discussed this last week and I said this is kind of how we, you know, we figured it a promo. But uh, they got there in a more roundabout way, I think. And it, it felt natural. Right? It kind of feels real. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like MJF. Being like, listen, I want to tell you this back then, but like Wardlow talk shit on you all the time. All the time. <laughs> and they, they instantly are like, did he really do Like they know at that moment, like, no, he's the fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Like we were trying to give him an out, be like, look, we don't, but like, he's the asshole. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Yep. But you knew that? We gave you a, yeah, we you gave knew you what a you chance. were signing up for with MJF? We gave it, yeah, we gave you a chance not to hang yourself, MJF. And what did you do? You grabbed the rope out of our hands. What the Fuck. That's essentially what he did, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get to that as far as post-match with FTR when they took on the Ass Boys. But before we get there, we go back into the ring, and we had Jay Lethal versus John Moxley. Not a lot happened here. It was more just a fun knockdown, drag-out fight between John Moxley and Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, I felt like, was a little bit more physical than he usually is. You know, typically he likes to do the one and two and three and four and here we go and this and that um and in this match it was more like no i'm gonna punch you in the face you punch me in the face let's see what happens i bet you i don't fall well he did um after the match though john moxley says shake my hand jay lethal thinks about it for a moment but then shakes his hand so do you think that's maybe leading to something from like jay lethal or is that just a hey fans we got a great match Two baby faces and we move on. I think Jay Lethal could fit that group well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hark back on our conversation we had last week about how this doesn't fit the origin story of get these up and coming young kids right. right in the head and how to pro wrestle, right? Yeah. This is, I mean, Jay Lethal's been doing this for, I think, 47 years. I think you're right. Yeah, we don't fact check, yeah. but I think that's right. I think that's I good. I feel like I that's right. Google and if it. you if you feel it, it must be true. So yeah, I think you're right. Um, mm-hmm. I agree because yeah, he's not a young Willier Utah or uh, Garcia or even the 2.0 guys, right? It's like none of those kind of wrestlers. It's a grizzled old veteran. So the only thing that I could think of is we need this Blackpool Combat Club, Blackpool Combat Club, to actually have a foil, right? We have to have them in a feud, and maybe that's at the expense of Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal bucks up and was like, why do you guys think that you know the future? I've been doing this just as long as you. I know what's better for these guys than you do, and that's where we have a meeting of the minds. That's the only spot I can think we can go because... Yeah, to your point, I I just yeah, it would be weird of the young the young guy talk about the guy three years older than you that's been doing this four year four years longer than Brian Danielson or you know I'm making those numbers up here but like yeah so I don't know or we could do the whole WCW Chris Jericho where 
Jay Lethal continues to lose and lose and lose and then throws the hissy fits and kicks the stairs and then goes on like a crisis of character kind of storyline. That might happen as well, but I don't know if he could pull that one off as much as he could telling William Regal he doesn't know the future. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But yeah, so Moxley doesn't do much after that. You know, he just moves on. And then after the match, we get a, a sizzle reel, a little hype video for Marina Shafir, who, fun fact, she signed to AEW. Now, again, if you're watching Dark and Elevation, you've seen her wrestle there a couple times. She's formerly of uh, NXT, formerly of the UFC, uh, married to Roderick Strong, all the fun stuff. But she's being positioned as this badass. Oh, I'm a... I'm coming in here. I'm putting knuckles to chins here. I tell you what, everyone's getting fucked up. I don't know. What do you think about her? Yeah, I'm also not hyped, I guess, if that's the proper word, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to go with that. That I I don't feel like Marina Shafir is going to take over the world, right? I mean, hey, look, you book anybody right, they ought to be able to, mm-hmm. you know. I. So I know that we're doing the Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb fight forever storyline, which I love. And I do love it. However, if we're putting Jade Cargill up against this, like total badass, I don't know if Jade Cargill can, you know, get as nasty as her opponent, you know, the monster in this case, Marina Shafir. I think that could be better told with Serena Deeb, right? You position Serena Deeb a couple more times. And then you say, again foreshadowing a little bit here but jade cargill for her 30th match has to beat serena deep now i'm more intrigued because i'm like well shit is serena deep gonna end the streak is she gonna become the new uh tbs champion there's a little bit more intrigue than just marina shavir who and i'm not trying to be mean here kind of a low level low level mma fighter and also kind of a low level low level pro wrestler so I don't know if she's setting the world on fire because like where Ronda Rousey sucks and she is, is God awful. You know that she could legitimately beat the hell out of every woman on that roster. Like it's not a debate with Marina Shafir, even though she has mixed martial arts training, I think Tay Conti's kicking her ass. You know what I'm saying? And so like, yeah. and then also she's not the charismatic enigma to steal Jeff Hardy's tagline there, but she's not this, you know, cult of personality that's going to set the world on fire. So I think I would have done Serena Deeb, but we'll see what happens. Serena Deeb is way better. Yeah. Serena right. Deeb I mean, always the answer. That's true. Serena Deeb is always the answer. Yeah. Always the answer. Uh, then we get back into she the should ring. And use that. A, yeah, she should use that. Serena. You're watching. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for tuning into the YouTube. Um, take it live free of charge. Yeah, we take are live. It. Serena Deeb knows what you should know. And that is that we are live every Thursday or Wednesday uh-huh. nights uh, doing this right here for you. You can jump in and chat with us. We're also simul stream on the Twitter at table show. Ooh. Hit us up there and use hashtag tweet the table. But you were saying, yes. So we get back into the ring. It's the ass boys, the gun club. Billy's kids, whatever the fuck we're calling them, taking on FTR. MJF jumps on commentary. And this match was really essentially the backdrop to 
Wardlow is here and he yeah. comes in and he takes out security. I will say the thing I do like is it's not the unstoppable monster that he does get through like six or sure. seven security guys, but it's one-on-one kind of confrontations, but it's not the Braun Strowman where he, he like dips down and then pushes out and they all fall over. And it's like Wardlow then walks towards MJF. It's like, no, it's legitimately, 14 yeah. guys are going to take him off yeah, into the I, I like that know. more realistic approach, right? Like yeah. you're not getting through five security guards, right? Yeah. Like you're just not doing it, right? Yeah. Brock Lesnar might get by well, them no. to just quickly, but like you get subdued, right? right like it's exactly. point, it's realistic. Yeah. The, and the way they did it with the like he's a he's uh approaching each one one by one that is more realistic right i you you and me come uh face to face i punch you in the throat <clears throat> you fall down next guy comes i kick him in the dick haha now i'm going through you know that makes sense but when it's 14 guys you, yeah no one no one is getting through that so i like that there is a little bit of that realism um mjf tells him get out of here pig he keeps on trying to push over this pig kind of mantra not buying into that uh, i will say though that wardlow was over right when he gets gets into the uh crowd portion uh, yeah. uh he's Wardlow's over, over more than anyone else but what stuck out to me was wardlow going full 80s coked up pro wrestler facial expressions coming down the the, the fucking steps like he was ultimate warrior on, on a three-day coke binge it was fun i liked it yeah i will say like i like wardlow i like the presentation of wardlow the story is very interesting i think we all kind of know where it's going which is a fun ride to be on i know that jake hager I, i've said is the most wwe AEW wrestler there ever has been and i still stand by that but if i was grabbing anyone from AEW's mm-hmm. roster and just Number plug two. and play. Yep. It's Wardlow. Like that guy is a WWE wrestler. I'm not saying like he sucks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like the presentation and everything yeah. is WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Like he would be Wardlow over there. I'm surprised. Like that's not, it's a WWE name. Right. Right. Everything like, is WWE. Just like yeah. Except they'd have him dancing by like month four. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have him come out with, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, and they just yeah. have like a spirit dance. Our truth would come out and dance with them. Yeah, good guy. All right, but hey, FTR gets a victory. But stay tuned MJF, for our WrestleMania picks. Yeah, we'd love that WWE <laughs> sucks asshole. Hey, so FTR gets a victory. MJF tries to like raise their hand. They immediately are like, "Get the no, you don't get us in that. You almost cost us this match because you're bullshit. Like, get the fuck on." But then they do the whole. We all raise our hands. Um, so we'll see where that goes. That yeah, should be I like this though because everything we've gotten from FTR and AW is like they they don't get the wool pulled over their eyes, right? Like they're right. not one to take bullshit. Like they're gonna call this out next week, and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, "Don't fucking gaslight me, bitch!" Like, yeah. And this they're is gonna smart. be quick. I think this is gonna be yeah. quick. Yeah, they're smart. They're not dumb. Yeah, I like it. Next up, we get after a commercial break, Jericho Appreciation Society now. Credit to them, there are little changes, right? Uh, Daniel Garcia is now wearing the LL Cool J, whatever that cap is called, yeah. you know, the cool cap. Yep. Um, 2.0 exactly is still, yeah, 2.0 is still doing their hammed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they've turned it up even some 
which is great because we love them already. And I, I look, if Jericho's going to get them on a higher spot on the card, then so be it. Because yeah. I love seeing and, them. And Daniel Garcia's coming into his own, too. Yeah, if he goes even more like flashy jacket next week, I'm all for this. I, I think I said this online to, to Kata because uh, he thinks, kind of like what I alluded to a couple weeks ago, that it's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Appreciation Society going up against uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, which is going to be awesome, right? Because the two contrasting philosophies. But I think that hasn't been told to us. It's just us hoping, right? So that's more potential than actual, you know, pen to paper or faces on TV kind of thing. So we're kind of just mm. all that to say, I I get Jericho, right? Whatever. He's the highest paid or now second highest paid or tied for first with CM Punk, whatever it is. So you got to get your money's worth out of him. But man, every week he's getting the longest fucking segments of the show. And this was another one. Now the payoff here was Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. Ha ha. They are hiding behind the curtain. They beat him up. We're getting to the ring numbers advantage. JAS get over. They beat up, uh, Eddie Santana and Ortiz, but could you have not done this on rampage? Could you have not done this on dark or elevation? Like it it served nothing. Yeah. Jericho's the name. I think they, they think like, and then there might not be wrong if people are flipping the channels and see Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I, it is. I think though, when people are flipping the channels and they see Jericho, even now that he's lost some weight again and he's, you know, cleaned up a little, you're still going like, man, look at, look what happened to Jericho. (laughs) Right. Like it's still a little different. Right. So I, I don't know that that's necessarily the greatest thing that they're after, but, um, Yeah. I just, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're taking up prime real estate, and, and we're having to cut folks now to make way for right, for some of these for, roster halls, right? So, yeah. No. And again, I said this on Twitter, at Table Show, uh, everything in pro wrestling is better if Eddie Kingston's involved, mm, God, and I great. still hold true to that statement. So, I'm not saying that I did not enjoy this segment because I saw Eddie Kingston, so it's automatically an A, regardless and of everything ass, else. Even. Yeah, it's just, we'll get to it. I'll put a pin into it. I'll bring it up here in a little bit. But uh, as mentioned, uh, we talk about Jade Cargill, and she says, who's going to be my 30th uh, opponent? Turns out that smart Mark Sterling first has the librarian. And Jade's like, get this shit out of here. And uh, yeah. what's her name? Leva Betts or Bates? Leva Betts? I don't know her name. Librarian. Librarian just instantly just takes it. She doesn't Stay even fight book. for her spot. Yeah, but she like, well, she, I know she's the librarian, but I forget her actual name. I met her yeah. at Comic-Con. She was really nice. Um, sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, but she just took it. Jade was like, nope. And the girl was like, okay, I guess I'll go get my books. And then... Jade is like, who am I actually taking on? And Mark Sterling kind of goes like, oh, man. Well, we had Marina Shafir as the backup. And Jade Cargill's like, great. Make sure my section is fucking filled up because I'm beating this bitch's ass. Love Jade Cargill. She's turning into a baby face. Yeah, I I think you're not wrong there. She is turning into a baby face and fine. I mean, if that's where the crowd takes it, that's what happened with Goldberg, right? I mean, I don't know if they were booking Goldberg heel necessarily, but... Um, I like it, I, but still the, the Tony cut the shit. Right? Yeah. Cut <laughs> Tony's the shit. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I yeah. love that Tony 
is not afraid to be like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't do anything. He's like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, right. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a less aggressive, mean gene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, but yeah she's turning baby face. Cause if she's going to say, I'll take on all comers, well, that's a baby face, uh, you know, uh, attribute, right? That's the open challenge from the TNT championship that Sammy and Cody and everyone else did. So like, I don't know. I kind of like it. And she's confident. I like her. And she has a body. I want to that... look like her. Oh, I know yeah. I'm a guy. I want like, she's one of the only humans that I have seen of the opposite sex that I don't even look at like in a sexual manner. I just go like, that is a specimen made out of granite. Like it is incredible the shape she's in. And then you consider she's a mother. It's like, it's like, how do you manage to not eat a single carb? How does that work? How do you manage to do that after you pushed a human out of (laughs) your body? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Christ. She's incredible. Yeah. More Jade Cargill. Um, All right. Let's get back into the ring here. And what I thought was the match of the night. We have the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on Willer Utah. And to tell you how great we're doing with this storyline, we got 50 50 chance of American Dragon and Willer Utah. Think about that. Think about five months ago. Yeah. I tell you, hey, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a match with Daniel Bryan at the time, and this guy Willier Utah, the the new guy and best friends, and it's gonna be 50 50. Like that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I was honestly a little surprised. Like, I know people have said, like, hey, we like this guy. And I just, I was surprised at the crowd reaction. Now, I still hold it. I'm like, yeah, great. He's athletic. He can do all the things. But, like, I, I'm going to need a story before I'm I'm the, like, this is the guy, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm getting that maybe here. So I'm a little excited. Well, the thing that I thought was interesting is first off, the match was physical as all hell could be, right? I mean, both guys' chests were black and blue and purple and every kind of other color that happens when you break blood vessels. But throughout the entire match, uh, William Regal was on commentary and just putting over William Utah. Like, ah, did you see here when Brian Danielson had him in the submission? He moved his hand, and that's what got him out of the submission. That's the kind of stuff we like. And it's like, well, then just. Stop kicking his ass. Just have well, him come in. Well, but I think in. that's yeah. I think that's I think we're live hearing his stream of consciousness being like, all right, maybe this is the kid. Maybe this is the first pupil, if you will, right? Or the first, the first, you know, what whatever they would Student. call a lackey for a, yeah. an old school English young boy timey thing, right? Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever they would, yeah, whatever the yeah, whatever the old English version of young boy is, which is right. Interesting. Um, yeah, anyhow, yeah, we won't get I, into that part of this. I. I really appreciate though the just the kind of like um aggressive violence for spite that we're getting out of Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the face stomps, right? Well, the laughing about it, right? That kind of stuff. Well, the face stomps came after Willier Utah spit in the face of Brian Danielson, which is kind of like you said, what Brian Danielson has been doing in this new heel version of himself. Mm-hmm. So I think I, yeah, I do agree with you that William Regal is giving essentially like his open scoring of if William Utah can get into the club. So I like that. I thought though, that we were going to do it. I thought, Hey, he beats his ass, you know, William Willer gets the spit 
to get their attention, you know, and then goes like, all right, kid, come on in. Because what are we going to do now next week? John Moxley kicks his ass and then we're just going to be like, hey, until you take all these ass weapons, it's like the Crips and the Bloods. So, you just take your ass weapons till you join. I think if this were WWE, that's how they roll it. Right. But AEW, as we've said, like the matches are always different. Mm-hmm. Right, and this would be a different match, right? But I, I don't know if they necessarily go that way. But I mean, it's an easy book, right? You have Moxley go in, and Yuta gets a little even closer, and he manages to also spit in his face or something, right? Or slaps mm-hmm. him, or does something else different, right? And mm-hmm. and but he, you know what I mean? They're they're left going like, all right, kid, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this motherfucker fucking hurts, right? Like I get yeah. it. All right, let's 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 see what this kid's got. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be the worst, right? But again, I think like going into that match next week, I would be like, all right, well, you know, he wins we here. Know Unless they pull a one, two, three kid and let him get, you know what I mean? Let him get the victory. And that could be some interesting storytelling because the genesis of this group was John Moxley beating Brian Danielson. So if John Moxley loses to Utah and Brian Danielson's like, what are you doing, Moxley? And then Moxley's like, I kicked your ass. What are you going to do about it? Right? Like, we could have made a little bit of a round robin ego check there. Uh, now, I, I do have a quick question for you, though. Do you think William Regal walking out with Brian Danielson and not meeting up with John Moxley? Because, you know, John Moxley does his special entrance here. But there was no William Regal with John Moxley. There always is William Regal with Brian Danielson. Do you think we play into anything in there? Or? Well, I think you could eventually, right? I don't okay. think you'd go there yet. Um, yeah, Moxley just does his thing from the crowd, which I'm also okay if we get away from. I don't know. I like it. I like when he throws the water bottle. I like how people are wanting to touch him, but also a little afraid well, of I think it. Like for big events, maybe, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like I get like that's what you always did with the shield, and like you know what I mean. It, well, his is different. His what with the shield, it was more like uniform. Like we come from here and we walk there. Yeah. Like with Moxley, he's kind of doing a hey, what's this shit over here? What's that oh yeah, no, it's definitely there? different, like, right? It's a little yeah, more. Some, yeah. It kind of makes me wonder if it wasn't his idea, the shield thing, and then they took it over and like he's like, no, this is how we should have fucking done it. Right. Um, yeah. I do get if you're running a I'm a man of the people thing, you you always come from the crowd, right? Which he right. He, he doesn't explicitly say that, but I feel like that's kind of kind of well, who Moxley is the, supposed to have been. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing that I also see with this group is, you know, AEW tells you the right side is the baby faces, the left side is the heels. And John Moxley does his own thing, so we don't really know. However, still up until you know this episode, it's Brian Danielson and William Regal walking in through the heel entrance. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I uh, just checked the chat. I hadn't been checking the chat, and hot yeah, damn, Tom, it's exploding over there. Yeah, uh, Devil go. Vamp had said, "OMG, Jade has body karate." Uh, like that line. Um, yep. He also said, "No idea who Yuta is and was, but goddamn, this match was awesome. Would be better if we carried the story forward." And mm-hmm. Jeffrey Todd said, "Wheeler versus Brian was awesome. Welcome, Jeffrey Todd." Devil Vamp says, "Yuta looks soft." Woo. No. Jeffrey Todd said, "Spitting in Brian's face was pretty defiant." And Devil Vamp responded, "So agree, and a great reason to bring him into the team. Uh, love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining." On the yeah, chat. keep um, it going. Yeah, I agree though mostly that like I like seeing Yuta. You know, this is advancing a storyline, in my opinion, right? This is, it, it's, it's kind of like, I think we can predict it is, is my only 
negative of it. So I'd like to see maybe something that I'm not expecting. Well, so what about this? I was just mm. thinking this as you were saying that. So we're still getting Brian Danielson and a key part, William Regal walking out of the heel entrance next week. Let's just say we do John Moxley versus Utah. John Moxley kicks his ass. Then in two weeks, Utah's like, Hey, fucking guys, like I'm proving myself to you. What, what the hell? And then they, because they're heels, even though John Moxley does his whatever thing, right? William Regal's like, I want you to kick Trent's ass. You don't like him. Prove to us that you're not with that group That's anymore. That's great. Yeah, playing yeah, into this, I think, where we mentioned before, you play into this best friends thing where they're like, what the fuck, Yuta? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, listen, I may be Yuta, but Yuta bitch. And all you ever did was get me on dark. And here I am now when I take matters into my own hands and I get a little more violent. Like, start speaking almost Stockholm Syndrome-like. Right, mm-hmm. like the way they are, to where they're kind of like, "What do you say?" Like this kid now, <laughs> this kid's learning. Yeah, right. Uh, the combat club, you know, Regal and the other guys are kind of sitting back, like, "Okay, this is great. This is what we like." I think the thing that stinks, breaking kayfabe for a second, is Trent versus Utah. With that storyline, will be fun because Trent can put on a match with anyone and make it five stars, as they say. Right. I think, though, the major payoff would be Yuta versus Orange Cassidy. But unfortunately, Orange Cassidy has that shoulder injury. So unless we really slow play this, we're not going to get that payoff. But I do think if we continue this, like, Yuta once in the group, and then William Regal as a heel is like, they go beat up your best friend. Yeah, go take out Chuck Taylor. Yeah, that would be interesting. Chuck Taylor and Chuck Taylor's ass. Love it. I like that line. Right. Uh, let's get into what I thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Let's get into what I thought was the most disappointing portion of the show. It was the undisputed elite coming out with just tape over titles saying that they're champs. Now, Hangman comes out in a damn. Uh, uh, Tesla with horns. Tesla with horns on it. Love, love, love it. my hangman. But Tesla doesn't say horns. anything. But doesn't say anything. It should have been made sure to to mention that those were like uh, sustainably acquired from a naturally fallen steed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we used the complete body of this right. of this yeah. bull. Yeah, right. This was the last. This was on a. This is on a. You know, a, a end-of-life transition farm for the steed who died naturally. <laughs> right. But, so so here we go. We get a, a silly-ass, dumb, undisputed elite just saying, like, these are our titles. Kyle O'Reilly with the flattest fucking jokes, like a turd in a punch bowl trying to be funny. Uh, old man, uh, what's-his-dick, just saying whatever the hell he does. Hangman comes out. Again, nice touch with the Tesla. But then just beats him up, numbers game, Jurassic Express, and that's it. That's your fucking champion, yeah. and he, we don't hear from him? I would be interested to know more about, um, like, who's really pulling the triggers on these storylines. Is this a Tony Khan decision, or is this Adam Seems Page like being left to be like, I'm going to do this? Because, as I've said, like, I, I don't know that we've gotten the Tony Khan with the, like, 
I'm going to say John Cena, but not like he's that low. But you know what I mean? Like the John Cena type champion, right? I'm the baby face champ. Now I'm the white meat baby face. H- how do you write a story for that, right? Like he was good at the at the baby face chasing the heel or the mm-hmm. heel running long term. But again, we don't know necessarily. And it may be different performer to performer on who's who's got more sway and who's got, you know, who's being told what to say. So I, I don't know, man. It's. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Hangman run for me has been falling a little flat. Like, I love Hangman every time I see him, but I just feel like well, we're seeing him in small segments understand. that don't really fit much. And that's what I thats what I don't understand is I would – look, I'm Hangman. If you're watching YouTube, check this out right here. I am Hangman till I die. This is my guy until anything says otherwise, right, or anything happens otherwise. Every time, and I, what I was going to say here is I would understand if he's coming out and people are sitting on their hands or it kind of is like Kyle O'Reilly's promo skills and not that great. But everything that he does is over, right? The match with Lance Archer, amazing. Uh, the match with Adam Cole, even though the story was not great, amazing. When given the opportunity to be the story and the focal point, you know, he's getting taped to the ropes and watching his friends get beat up. Like he's doing really well. And I'm very interested, but then like what I was saying earlier, he's our champion. We haven't heard from him, but we got to hear back to back week promos from Jericho, just saying the same fucking thing twice. Who's the champion of this promotion? Like, I don't fucking care to hear what Jericho says about his goddamn hair extensions and platform shoes because he's too short. Like, fuck out of here, man. Yeah. I want to hear Hangman. He's the goddamn champion. He's the one that gets the cheers. Fucking put a mic in front of his mouth. I want to hear his motivations, and I want to see more story from that. Yeah. Fuck out of here, Jericho, you bitch. The story, not him. The fucking, it's just right. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. No, I, right? I, I don't I mean, disagree right? with you on that. Like, yeah, I think we could do more with Hangman. And, and the undisputed, spot. yeah, and the undisputed elite. Here comes the undisputed era. Let's just say what it is, right? The coolest group in NXT history, right, and all the stuff. And they come in, and the first thing that they do is like a real faction here, without the Young Bucks associated with them, is steal titles for a day and then just get them taken back from them. Well, and so let's let's discuss Fucking that, dorks. right? Like, so yeah, you're right. This is a complete pluck of the undisputed era and place them into AEW, right? Mm-hmm. We lost Roddy, but we kind of lost Roddy already, even over there. Who cares? <clears throat> Roddy the body, right? Like all that nonsense yeah. is gone. Know. But they haven't changed anything. It ran for a long time in NXT. It was dead there. That's why they ended it there. Mm-hmm. So just carrying it over here, I, I that's how I'm left feeling. I'm like, yeah, man, this died over there. Like, I, I don't know if you guys, like, it would be one thing if they were like, well, we were really hindered from doing what we wanted to do, and that is this, and it was something different. But this yeah. is the same exact thing. Well, and it's even the worst of the end, right? The, the That is a 1980s you know, or 1990, early 1990s repo man. Yeah. That's a repo man storyline where he took your belt, but then you just took it back. And that's supposed to be the fucking coolest group going right now. That's what's getting me hyped for a, for two title matches, right? The tag team title matches. And this feels like a bad build to a summer or to a survivor series, right? Yeah. 
it's just not good. But yeah. let's not harp too much. Let's get uh, back to what we were talking about here. AEW Dynamite. After the commercial break, we just get a standard promo here. We get Thunder Rosa talking about how she's the first Mexican-born women's world champion. She takes a shot at Britt Baker saying pillars will fall, but foundations are what companies are built on, and I'm the foundation. I like that. However, Nyla Rose it's like, bitch, I've been here since day one. You ain't the foundation. Nyla Rose, I said this on Twitter, she could be the best short promo in AEW because she gets in, she's believable, she gets out, you know exactly what she's talking about, and that's it. 100%. You don't need any more. She yeah. hits that mic, you know what I mean, hits the camera, looks at and is like, after having just like full back blocked somebody into the wall, right, mm-hmm. just looks and is like, I'm going to fucking stomp my foot through her tits and <laughs> I'm going to take the title. And then yeah. walks off, and you know Vicky's there to laugh, and you're like, "Shit, she's gonna stomp her tits out! Like it's gonna happen." Yeah, and, and and it's it's not you're not confused, right? There's no subtlety. It's not like, well, do you think she doesn't like Thunder Rosa, or like you think they're gonna be friends? No, like you know exactly what's gonna happen with a Nyla Rose promo. I think she's amazing. So uh, after that, then we get an FTR cutting a promo. And they say, uh, hey, let's stop fucking beating around the bush. We're the best tag team. It's fucking dorks with the long hair. They think they're the best tag team. They're fucking not. Let's do this again. Young Bucks, get in that fucking ring. We're going to punch you in the mouth. Go suck it from the back. Let's fight next week. Or whatever it is, right? I love this. But this is where I just, I don't understand let me back up here because I want to misspeak. When you do Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania 18, Hogan was already established as an all-time great to everyone. Your grandma, your sister, your friends at school, everyone knows who the fuck Hulk Hogan is. And at that time and still today, everyone knew who the fuck The Rock was. So when you say icon versus icon, that doesn't need a fucking ch- title, right? We, everyone knows that. When you keep telling me that the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team and FTR are the greatest tag team, but neither one are the fucking champions and haven't had the longest reigning, you know, dominant fucking, you know, title run in the history of wrestling. You're just, you can't just say it and it's true. Like, I don't like that part of this. Make it for the titles and I'm fine with it. Well, and I just... It was FTR. That's really what suddenly you're concerned about with everything that just went down earlier, where your group is, yeah, you know what I mean, fighting, and, right. and your friends are fighting, and you got in the middle of it, and and almost cost you the match, and now you're just like, nah. But yeah, by the way, young bucks, right? I don't know. It just felt a little odd, and I was like, oh, yeah. we're just, you know, it, we th- picked a match that we're gonna do now. Yeah, I mean, so they alluded to it a little bit, right? When the Young Bucks came up and were like, hey, you guys are number two, we're number one, and they walked off. So there was a little bit of that. I agree, though. There was no, hey, we're not getting involved with this MJF Wardlow thing. We're focusing in on who we are, and who we are is better than the Young Bucks. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But what they said was, like, Dax loves pro wrestling too much, and he can't be second place. Okay, well, then go fight Jurassic Express they're the fucking champions. Right. Why wouldn't you be like, I want those titles? Yeah, that signifies who the fuck the champion or like who the best is. The champions are the yep. best. Yep. That's the fucking logic. Yeah, because everything. 
Yeah, because and so as you just did, this is where I, I wish there was more sit down sessions, kind of what we're doing here with writing teams or or people booking their decisions in the wrestling. Is that mm-hmm. so that logic you just blew holes in it doesn't work. That doesn't mean we can't do Young Bucks versus FTR. We just oh, gotta no. write a better story around it. Right. Yeah. yeah. We can say, hey, we had one of the best matches for the championships. At, what was it last year whenever it was uh we came up on the short end we know that we won't make that mistake twice that loss has been eating at us so young bucks we want a second opportunity okay mm-hmm. right yep. there that Devil Vamp said so much air in that promo i just didn't believe it and that's exactly right it it's it just and again neither team and i don't fucking care again you can't just say it and it's true but the young bucks and ftr are not the goddamn Steiner brothers or, or road warriors or Hardys or they're not that iconic. They might be good and you might've loved them in the fucking armory in Des Moines, Iowa, but they're not fucking household names. So stop treating them like it. Spoiler alert. Stay tuned for more Steiner brothers talk later in the show. No, I tell you what, love that. But yeah, let's get back to the show. So we get the Owen Hart foundation which is kind of weird to say Owen Hart foundation women's tournament qualifying match. Nailed it. Uh, the bunny the Owen versus... Hart foundation sounds like a thing. Owen Hart would have tried to push when he was feuding with the Hart foundation, right? He's like, exactly. The Owen yeah. Hart foundation over here. <laughs> right. But Love so we it. had the bunny taking on the mystery opponent who was Tony storm. Yeah. So I, hey. look, I like Tony storm. Yes. But this feels a lot like Ruby Soho. Yep. And where's Ruby Soho? <laughs> you no, know what I mean? Listen, and that's the thing. Look, Tony Storm's going to have a stage and a chance and an opportunity to prove me wrong, and I hope she does. But I think I think I've seen somebody label this the Ruby Soho effect, where we can have seen somebody over on that machine on the other show and been like, man, they're just not getting the opportunity. And we get this idea that, like, they're the next big thing. They just didn't get the opportunity. And then we see them get the opportunity and we're like, hmm, now maybe they weren't the next big thing. Like, not everybody can be the next big thing, right? And I think Tony Storm is very, you know, like good in the ring, can tell a story, doesn't mess up. It doesn't do anything particularly wrong, right? But, like, I don't feel like you couldn't also swap her out with four or five different characters, my thing is, you know, the opportunity that she was given when she had that little promo battle before their match with Britt Baker thought it was awesome. Remember how great that was? We were like, God damn, that could have been the best female promo in AEW short history. Right. Yeah. And then she has the match and she loses, which, okay. But then that was it. Like then we, what's the next story that was told after that she goes into the TBS championship, uh, tournament and loses that, which is the last time we we saw Ruby Soho. That's what I'm getting at. The the schizophrenia type storytelling, specifically with the women, where it feels like we can only tell you one story at a time. I, I don't know if Ruby Soho's bad or good. All I know is she was kind of fun when she showed up. Her song's fun to sing. That's what fucking Jericho's whole thing is. Are you catching how I don't really like Jericho and AEW anymore? Anyhow, um, but then that was it. Like, that was it. I think Ruby Soho could be Chris Jericho if we invested the fucking time 
that we're investing in Chris Jericho, or, you know, than the time that we invest in Chris Jericho into Ruby Soho. But I don't know because yeah. the last time I saw Ruby Soho, I was getting Christmas gifts. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, you got Christmas so Tony gifts? Storm. Yeah, I did. I got a couple. It was nice. But so what I'm, what I'm afraid of is Tony Storm does exactly what Ruby Soho did. Yep. What, what you alluded to where it's three weeks. Awesome. 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 She loses to Jade Cargill. Hey, you want to take on fucking the, the, that librarian? Like, yeah. You know? Take on red velvet on dark. Yeah. <laughs> like just whatever. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Anyway. I, uh, devil vamp asked a question that we had asked too, where he says, where's Miro. But I think we did get that question answered. And that I think Miro's injured. Yeah. Um, but we, I think he look, would be more heavily featured, but even then we'd be like, where would he be more heavily featured? So maybe not. Yeah. And uh, his whole character doesn't need to be in the ring still. Right. He's feuding with God. Fun fact. Uh, he's not going to have that match. Anytime soon, so you can still do the promos. I don't understand. You don't anyway. know. I don't know. Hey, Shawn Michaels yeah. teamed with God and beat, uh, or no, he lost to uh, the McMahon. So you know he needs that win. Um, Even God. Let's get into the main the event. McMahon's. Yeah, no one can stop the McMahon's fucking assholes. Um, let's get into the main event here. It's Andrade taking on Darby Allen, and this happened. Nothing bad. It was Nothing fun. bad, man. I, and I know I've, I've said like they'll they'll sometimes hit you with the big thing you came for at the front of the show, and then give you something else at the end. But this felt like you put on match number two at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I agree. Because again, women, fun fact, can main event shows. Yeah, we can do that. It doesn't always have to be right before Tony the Storm main event. Could have been the main Tony event. Tony Storm right? like that could have been, been the, the surprise, mm-hmm. could have been the main event. Tony Storm gets the victory. Oh shit, I'm a casual viewer. That's the main event. She must be a big deal. I'm going to see what she's up to next. Instead, we had old man Hardy do his fucking flip again, which again, to your point, if you're flipping through, you see the Hardy Boys run, you hear that music, you might stay on the channel a little longer. But that's not a main event spot, in my opinion. The surprise was the main event spot, and you did it like you always do it right before the fucking main event. So I don't get it. Now, now pause. The show was fun. If I went to this show, I'm like, this was fucking great, right? Yeah. But from a critic's perspective, it wasn't thought out that great, and there's some holes that were punching through it pretty easy. But that's not to say I didn't enjoy it, right? FTR versus Young Bucks, I'm going to watch. I think that's going to be a good match. Uh, Andrade versus Darby Allen was a fun match. There was a lot of cool spots, but the it just yeah, this wasn't a all timer, right? This wasn't something that we're going to say, no. guys. Remember the last episode in march the aw episode of dynamite that was no we're not we're gonna just be like hey remember when tony storm debuted but she wasn't the main event cool um so there you go uh again thought the show was great thought it was fun but not that uh thought out not that i thought i hey i agree with you i think the show is really fun and a lot of times the crowd helps with that right everybody being over helps with that i think these storyline problems would have would stick out more 
if the crowd wasn't just so geeked to be there and do that. Or now, the I talent that, isn't as over. Yeah, no, but I think some of that will subside over time. I do think AEW benefits from the fact of being finally something different, presented different, and, you know what I mean, and and more of what we're asking for in the moment. Sometimes what we're asking for in the moment is flighty and and not mm-hmm. well thought out. And I think finding that marriage between the two is tough, so I don't want to, like, hate on Tony Khan so much or everybody uh, no. involved. But, it you know, I, it's – yeah, there is there is these holes that we're talking about. And I think when people are, like – when we're getting to year five, six, seven of AEW, some of that – it could help if we cinch some of this stuff up. Right. And, you know, like I said, it was a very enjoyable show. Two hours flew by quick. It was also really fun to be on Twitter talking to all the, you know, people who were watching Dynamite at the time. But I think AEW also gets the benefit of the doubt of, you know, if that show that we talked about, let's take out Andrade and Darby Allen. Because, honest, those are mid-carters in AEW's roster. Even though they're over, they're mid-carters, Right. So if you replace that and you put Amos versus Chad Gable, we're fucking shitting on that until next week, right? But because the talent is over, there's a little bit of benefit of the doubt, right? When um, Amos versus Chad Gable, I'd like to see that. It would be fun, but yeah, would not be as a main event. <laughs> right, you know yeah, what I mean? No, of course not. Yeah. But like when when Montez Ford makes a save. The crowd doesn't go as crazy as when Sting makes the save and AEW gets the benefit of a little of that. Like, but I came here to see the Hardys or Sting or Cassidy here. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. Like, so to your point, yeah, you can't go to that. Well, too many times because then it's be like, Oh, so it's orange Cassidy again, or it's, it's Jeff Hardy. Okay. Like, what are we doing? You know? So yeah. there is a little bit of like uh honeymoon phase that they're getting. Cause all of the talent is either household names or getting over like an orange Cassidy, Max Caster, things like that. Well, speaking of household names, yeah, we're going to start talking about WWE and we're going to do that first via the mother loving news, which is where we keep you informed of what's happening in the pro wrestling world. We've got three major stories. And then we're going to get into our WrestleMania preview slash predictions, right? So stick with us. I hope we didn't lose everybody. All the. Oh, no, no, viewers. no, stay. Yes, yeah, yeah, stay, stay, stay. Please stay. stay. Please stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the news, I'm excited to talk about some of these things. You ready, Tom? Yes. Shad Gaspard will be the recipient of the Warrior Award at this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. WWE's announcement reads as follows. A larger-than-life superstar with boundless charisma, Shad passed away on May 17, 2020. While swimming with his son, the pair got caught in a strong current in Venice Beach, California. In a heroic act of love, the concerned father instructed lifeguards to save his son before himself and disappeared soon after. Days later, his passing was confirmed. He was 39 years old. Shad's bravery and selfishness will be honored next Friday with the 2022 Warrior Award as part of the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And, yeah, I mean, this is an easy fit for that award. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, if, as we've said, like, I, we've said, why don't we name the award after this guy, not the Warrior? And I know there's, you know, there's probably all sorts of legal documents 
that dictate this warrior award has to be a thing for whatever. But at some point, that relationship has to end, right? And I wouldn't hate if it was the Shad Gaspard Award because I also I don't want to have to have that conversation about how shitty the warrior was. Right. We talk about the great things that somebody did, right? Like Shad Gaspard. He also stopped a robbery in progress. Uh-huh. At one point in his uh-huh. in his life, right, like held down a would be shooter at a, like a convenience store, um, and and from everybody's accounts, this dude was a really solid dude, right? So I'm happy for yeah, that. yeah. I I always hesitate to name anything after anyone because you go into anyone's internet browsing history or you dig too far into their personal life and you're gonna find things that don't maybe align with what you like, right? I understand naming it the Warrior Award because the Ultimate Warrior main evented WrestleMania 6 alongside Hulk Hogan, right? Like that character is as iconic in WWE, WWF folklore as anything else, right? Like it's up there, even though the run was, you know, a, a shooting star, it still has a name. Shad Gaspart does not, right? He was part of a very kind of tag team in crime time that maybe we don't want to talk about that part either. And he never, you know, I can't think of the main event match. He and his tag team partner had. Right. Right. So maybe just like, let's not fucking name it after anyone. Let's just name it the WWE humanitarian award or whatever the fuck. And here's something like, I mean, I know the guy's name was warrior technically, but like, I mean, calling something the Warrior Award could not have the connotation of being the ultimate warrior. So maybe you say after whatever contract that was drafted up to name this thing that for a while, you say, hey, listen, we'd like to keep calling it the Warrior Award. Whatever proceeds are going to whatever foundation will still happen, but we're going to disassociate from the like, it's about the ultimate warriors. Right. You know, embodiment of spirit, right? Oh, yeah. You take out ultimate warriors uh, images and you put in a soldier or, you know, anything like that. And yeah, you're good to go. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't think naming things after people is just not good. Cause again, even today, right. We're going to, I don't want like as great as I am and I'm fucking great. Don't you're name anything great. after yeah. me. Right. Don't name anything after me. Cause in like a hundred years, that society is going to talk shit on why we used iPhones that were made from, pretty bad practices right yeah. and we were just fine with it so like things like, are gonna you believe change they named it t-max story time you remember what that guy did or you remember how he bought an iphone and that was made with like cheap labor that wasn't compensated and he was totally fine with it it's like fuck man okay well you know so that's what i'm saying like damn tom way to make me feel great i know about myself. <laughs> that's, that's what i'm saying so like stop naming things after people because we evolved to better things so like yeah cut the shit yeah i don't know that's just right, yeah. but hey shad gaspart does deserve this award i mean of course the man was incredible from all accounts of course all right we'll move on to the next story it is the actual end of an era as triple h announced on espn's first take this week that he is officially retired from in-ring wrestling uh, i say that because of the end of an era match now yeah, all the participants are finally <laughs> all right triple h said he caught pneumonia last september and visited the hospital after coughing up blood from his lungs being inflamed triple h suffered heart failure while in the hospital and now is a surgically implanted defibrillator so yeah he's done 
And man, and did you what did career. you hear what his last actual match was? Like his mm. last match, if this is truly going to be the case. It was a mix, or it wasn't a mix, but it was a tag team match in Japan where he teamed with Nakamura to take on uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, I think. Like, that's the last match. Interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, It made me reflect, and this is not, I mean, you know, we tragically lost the life of Scott Hall recently, which is not mm-hmm. the same as, you know what I mean, a Triple H retirement, but it made me reflect then upon that career of Triple H. And, man, it, I'm going to say he's probably in my top five. Um, of performers then at this point. Like, as I had to think back, like, if I went back, like, if I'm going to think back to all the wrestling I've ever watched and all the stuff, like, if, if I was going to pick the five that I can watch of their catalog again, Triple H is probably in there. Yeah, as far as, like, hey, put a match on. We got to clean the living room, but we need Even something on. a lot on. of the stories. You remember the Wrestling is Wrestling video? Like, Triple H was there for a lot of WWE oh, yeah. from mid 90s through mm-hmm. what mid 2000s right where he was oh, yeah. star of the show yeah 97 i would say because that was when he was like the mid carter with dx from 97 to arguably 2010 even well even in 2010 when he like, well no yeah yeah 2012 but then even then he had the match with Roman Reigns a few years ago uh, in the main event of WrestleMania. So it's not like he was ever gone. Yeah. Well, but as then, far as like in yeah, ring, Notwithstanding yeah. his, you know, WWE career influence behind the scenes even, right? Mm-hmm. Like Triple H is a is a major figure in pro wrestling and pro wrestling oh, storylines. Yeah. And yeah. to for have it now worse. like, hey, that's done is was kind of like a woof. That is the end yeah. of an era, right? Like now, I will say the bit the 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 plus side of Triple H is that unfortunately his in ring career is over, but he's not a and this is not meant to be a slight, but he's not a Rey Mysterio, right? You can put a microphone in his hand and he's going to get a storyline over just with the promos, so we can still benefit from Triple H on screen if we want to. He could he could be paired with Austin Theory to you know take over Vince McMahon's company right like what whatever we wanted to do he can still be on TV and get storylines from A to B to C right unfortunately like the Rey Mysterios the Ricochets can't possibly do you know what I'm saying I mean if we yeah. like I don't know his travel restrictions or or that sorts of things, oh yeah yes, and I don't know that either moments for sure I yeah and I don't know that either I I was just you know assuming he can travel as he was then yes. The thing that I thought about, and this is pure speculation, but you know, he's also from the era where let's get on that WWE diet. Let's see what happens when when we put the the fun stuff in, and maybe that stuff catches up. And he got lucky. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't do that stuff and be like, well, got away with it. I'm done now. That was ten years ago. Nothing will ever come from it again. Like I don't know. Devil maybe it does. In the chat says, my favorite wrestler of all time is Triple H. I'm very sad to hear this, and I'm also glad to hear he's okay and recovering. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had a major influence on some folks, right? Like, there's folks like Devil Vamp who was their favorite wrestler. And 
but I think you're right. Like, I think the story of Triple H, the character, will live on, though, right? Like, this yeah. isn't gone, right? Right. He can he can get over if needed, or he can be in a spot to get someone else over if we're in a pinch. So right. there is still that. All right. Well, our final story here before we get into our WrestleMania predictions. And, Tom, I think you're going to get really geeked about this one. <laughs> The Steiner brothers will be inducted into this year's WWE Hall of Fame class, joining The Undertaker, Vader, and Queen Charmel, and, you know, Chad Gaspard getting the Warrior Award. WWE's announcement read as follows. This is a bit lengthy, but I'm going to read it out. The most successful of tag teams must be completely in sync and possess an ability to almost read each other's thoughts. Arguably, no one can find that level of connection better than family. Enter celebrated University of Michigan alumni Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner, sibling competitors who donned on the headgear and or mullet and introduced an innovative in-ring style that helped them fight their way to the top of the mountain. The Steiner brothers first joined forces in 1989 and grew to become the face of the tag team excellence as one of sports entertainers' most celebrated tag teams. Together, Rick and Scott lit up NWA Mid-Atlantic and NWA WCW where they used their impressive mix of amateur and professional wrestling to capture WCW tag team titles seven times, and the United States Tag Team titles once. Their success was not entirely limited to the Atlanta-based organization, however. During their brief time in WWE in the early 90s, the pair quickly made history by appearing on the first episode of Monday Night Raw in 1993, battling the Head Shrinkers on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania 9, and winning the WWE Tag Team Championships twice. Following a short tenure with ECW in 1995, the Steiners then returned to WCW in 1996, and made their impact, or and their impact was undeniable as they battled elite opposition like Harlem Heat and the Outsiders for the WCW tag team titles, and um, so love them, awesome, love them, right? It's like, my favorite tag team of all time from '91 to '96. Can't no one fucking touch them in tag teams. I don't give a shit if you're the Rockers, the Heart Foundation, Road Warriors, Harlem Heat, any of you fucking tag teams. Go watch their matches. It's it's timeless. It's fucking timeless. Yeah. You put them in with Doom. You put them in with uh, the Freebirds. You put them in with uh, the, the Skyscrapers. Any fucking tag teams you could think of, they're going to fucking get over. They're awesome. They're the coolest tag team of all time. They have the headgear from Rick Steiner. They have the fucking arms from Scott Steiner. You have the innovation from Scott Steiner doing a Frankensteiner, which had never been seen before. Go fuck yourselves with the indie bullshit, young bucks, and you guys thinking you're doing cool shit. We got real fucking wrestlers doing Scott your Steiner shit. Scott Steiner was doing that at bigger 90s. than both of you guys combined in the yeah, 90s. In the <laughs> fucking 90s, son. And then... How fucking over were they with their gimmick, right? You had the barking. Everyone fucking barked when Rick Steiner uh, started um, running yep. around. Oh, 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 right? The fucking best. The cool singlets, all yeah, of it. So the best. Similar to Scott Hall, as we discussed at length a few episodes ago, um, you can't fake cool at some point. And the uh, Steiner brothers just had cool down. They had they had varsity cool down. There's there's different kinds of cool, right? There's James Dean cool. There's mm-hmm. um, you know Michael Jordan cool. All that kind of stuff. They had the like, oh shit, these are real motherfuckers, and they're gonna know that they're real motherfuckers when they walk yeah. in the door. You know, what, like 
What's getting yeah. me most excited, though, because now I'm going to have oh, to tune Scott- in. <laughs> it's Scott Steiner, right? Because they're in Texas, but you think he steps up and he's like, he's like, glad to be here. Oh, here. I don't know that I got it all. Hold on. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. I don't know if it came across for someone. But, man, Scott Steiner with a live mic. Certainly they're going to tell him, hey, cool it, right? But what what do you think we're going to get? I don't think we're going to get something too crazy. Unless someone says something that maybe, like, sets them off a little bit. Like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, then Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I didn't even talk about them individually, right? You got the varsity club that Rick Steiner was in before Scott Steiner even started wrestling. And then you had that fucking blonde-haired uh, Suplex City Scott Steiner that joined the NWO and took that all the way to taking on Triple H, right? Like, big Papa Pump. Holler if you hear me. Like, individually, they were good. Scott Steiner, I think, had a better career than Rick Steiner individually. But together, again, watch their matches with Doom. Watch their matches with Harlem Heat, with the Outsiders. Go watch their stuff in Japan. Their six-man tag with Taz and ECW was fucking awesome. I just love those guys. So you think, like, yeah, um... Steiner's. They uh they get done with the speech. The people are there to like to to like walk them out. And Scott Steiner turns and says, "Want to work out with me?" No. Think that happens? Maybe. You think like they're 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 taking too long and they got to send out security to get them off the stage? And Scott Steiner says, "The only chance you have, you have no chance. But you had a chance is you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got the fat asses." I mean, that could happen. You think he runs into Samoa He's Joe? Then <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I'm gonna beat Samoa Joe worse than I've ever been before." <laughs> <laughs> He's wild, you know. You got that? Now go take your clothes off. I'm working off. <laughs> I love it. Because here's the greatest thing yeah. about Scott Steiner, and it's the attribute that we give to Brock Lesnar: is you don't know with Scott Steiner specifically. If like this is a is a work for him, right? Like he right. gets in that zone where this is fucking real. The to Pillman him. effect. You're like, is this guy really yeah. crazy? Yeah. Right. Right. And then with Rick Steiner, he has that ability, being the old brother, to like check Scott Steiner, like, hey man, like let's chill. But then also, if you're like, yeah, Scott, you fucking idiot, like Rick Steiner turns to you and is like. I'll clothesline your fucking body off. Like I will decapitate you if I need to. And you're like, you probably will. So like, they're just so awesome. Believable. I'm so glad that they're doing this when it wasn't like post-mortem in 20, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Love except I Steiners. can't wait. Cause he's not going to realize they're in Texas and he is going to say, as I stand here in the show me state of St. Louis, Missouri, it's a city. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have stopped it tonight, but I was in the bathroom taking a dump. <laughs> uh, I can't what? wait. He's got to say something fun, right? Yeah. Do you have the one uh, where, where um, oh, now where he introduces ODB? Do you still Come have that? Come to a truck stop near you. <laughs> one of the nastiest bitches in wrestling history. One dirty bitch. <laughs> he's so 
he's the best. As you people are mesmerized by the greatest body in the world. Yeah. God, he's the best. I think we could do a whole episode just playing his clips. He's still a fat bastard. (laughs) Oh, God. I love him. Introducing first, hailing from Dunkin' Donuts, from the great state of obesity. (laughs) Oh, Scott Steiner. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited about him. Uh, you know what I mean? On stage, I, again, I, we've seen him in other interviews where he's normal, right? Like he's not. And he going will. Crazy. I think yeah, he'll be more subdued. But yeah. I do think if someone in the crowd, let's just say it's Miz, right? Because Miz likes to stir up some shit. If he just says like, I don't know, Triple H's speech is better than this, like that, setting off Scott Steiner oh, is yeah, super easy. Like, may, you know where you were like, I think maybe you said this to me off air about the the Chris rock thing where he was like, Ooh, I could just like maybe Scott Steiner's going to be like, Oh yeah, that's why, that's why we mm-hmm. fucked Mrs. Mom. The other <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like he's going to say the open secrets <laughs> that we don't know about easily could happen. Now who's oh. going to induct him. Is it going to be Braun breaker? That's what I assume. Right. Devil vamps asking us, what do we think about stone cold and KO main eventing the first night of WrestleMania? And I tell you what, we're about to get into that. Right but hey, now. real quick, I asked you, yeah. uh, is it Braun Breaker that's going to be inducting oh. the Steiners? Ooh, I didn't see who's, who's inducting. I would yeah. assume because Braun Breaker is their next big guy, right? Like, give him and now can he smart. cut the promo? Yeah. That'd be smart. I mean, he could probably tell some stories, right? But I don't mm-hmm. know who else might, right? I don't know who's like, because that's also a personal thing for them, right? So we have to know, like, who are they okay with? Who's like, who's friends with them? You know, you know who could? Because for a quick minute, it was their manager, Ted DiBiase. Remember that? Remember, yep. it was Ted DiBiase and the Steiner brothers taking on the Outsiders, and that's when Scott Steiner turned on them, but they had a little time period where it could be him. Yeah, But I think Braun Breaker. I think it's just short, it's sweet. Fit. Hey, when I was a kid, these guys were wild, loved them. That's why I'm doing this. Here they are, right? Something like that. But let's get into WrestleMania. Yeah, because we're running long here. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, WrestleMania 38. The granddaddy of them all is happening. It's a thing. You excited? Here's yeah, no, but this is what gets me nervous is they are notorious now in the last four to five years of, Hey, this buildup, we don't give a fuck, but at this event, we're going to throw everything at you and you're going to love it. That is what I think may happen is where they're like, who gives a fuck about the go home? That's just you dorks talking amongst yourselves. What we're going to give you at the show is, you know, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like, what the fuck? The, the Bray Wyatt, uh, Firefly Funhouse match, right? The lead up to that was fucking yeah. bullshit. But then that match was fucking mind blowing, you know? So, yeah, you know, right? yeah. And well, we'll go through it here, right? I'm on WWE.com. So the order's all over the fucking place, right? Who knows what's course. happening here, but I'm just going to yeah. go from the bottom up. Right. And we got, mm-hmm. Johnny Knoxville taking on Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> here's why. I don't like that. Well, here's why. Because hmm. if it's anything goes, two thoughts come to my mind. One, Johnny Knoxville is going to say, 
throw me off of X, right? Who gives a fuck? Let's have me go jump. I'll do it. And then he's going to fucking die or something seriously bad is going to happen, right? On the other hand, it's, hey, Sami Zayn, this is a jackass guy. You got to do something wild. And then he's like, okay. And even though he's a trained professional wrestler and one of the greatest in the world right now, still to this day, he's going to do something outside of his element and break his fucking leg or something. Well, I just think, or he's going to get, or he's going to get the damn, who was the the Santino treatment, right? Like, I think he's going to get dumped in a fucking pool of bull semen and, you know, Knoxville stands over him with, you know what I mean? With, and with that's the, the other thing, right? Misfits. And that's the other thing that could happen that I'm nervous about is, you know, Johnny Knoxville gets the jackass crew to help him out, but these fucking guys don't know what they're doing, and they're gonna, you know, try a suplex and not rotate all the way and dump Sami Zayn on his neck or something. Like, as I just, yeah. Johnny Knoxville's too old to be doing this shit, and the crew isn't properly yeah. trained, so it makes me scared that Sami now, Zayn's gonna get hurt by him. If everything goes well, I don't doubt that Sami Zayn couldn't work this into a masterpiece. So who of knows? course, who knows yeah. if this is a match, if this was for the intercontinental championship, I would be more excited. But when you tell me it's anything goes, I think they're going to try to go to a thousand percent and one's this too old be to do weird, it. Like stunt setup that like, this wouldn't have been here naturally. Right. This is weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think we're going. And that's where I'm worried that like, it's going to not even be. Sami Zayn gets hurt. It's just going to be like Sami Zayn winds up with his fucking pants down around his ankles. And hey, you know, what if I mean? no one like, gets hurt, that's the best outcome of this thing. Yeah. Cause it's going to be fucking dumb. Be I mean, again, we'll laugh at a couple suit, spots. You know I mean? Yeah. But yeah, Johnny Knoxville wins. Yeah, definitely. All right. Pat McAfee versus Austin theory. This one could be fun. Yeah. Oh, I think this match is going to be pretty fucking the the thing here is i mean austin theory is not a rookie as far as wrestling goes as we understand no like he's new to the stage here but like pat mcafee is also not trained wrestler right like i mean he's trained and and he put on an amazing performance so with adam cole how this story is like laid out and how the charisma goes between these two guys so yes this could be amazing but i'm also like ooh, this could be a stinker and a dud if if they don't if they don't hit right I, on some things. I think it's going to be a fun, physical type of match where, like, you know how Pat McAfee jumped to the top rope against Adam Cole? He'll do something like that. I honestly think this is where we're going to see old man Vince thinking that he's going to be the biggest pop of the night. He's going to do some bullshit swerve on Austin Theory, and we're going to be like, okay, so now you hate him? And Pat McAfee wins. Pat McAfee wins. And Austin Theory gets the, you should have expected the unexpected from Vince, and who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I think McAfee wins, right, for the media storm. Well, and he has to go back to commentary, and it's on two different shows, so he's got to be like, hey, everything's great. It's not his style, like, right? Like, he's a shit talker, so him winning over Austin Theory, and they continue this Austin Theory is a fucking dope thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, then we get Bobby Lashley versus Almost, which is another interesting just angle for me, right? Like I, I, I don't see any good outcome out of this at all, no matter who wins this thing. But I think Almost wins. I here's again, Almost has never been taken off his feet, right? No one's right. fucking taking him off his feet. You could have built that to this match, 
Instead, Bobby Lashley just shows up, shoulder checks him, almost falls down. <laughs> and there's the fucking match. I don't know. I think Bobby Lashley's going to try to do some strongman thing, but his shoulder's not 100% healed. He's going to hurt himself. Almost is going to probably fall on him. Almost wins. I think Bobby Lashley wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if they have to call an audible because Bobby Lashley's oh, like, would, no, the shoulder's fine. It would and, be the thing for them to do to just like ruin this whole almost thing. Oh, that's Bobby Lashley slam him and win. Well, but, because I think they want to do Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar again. Yeah. And so you got to have Bobby Lashley I slam just, the like, giant. I feel like, you know, we talked about it, like you have potential in almost, but it's like not close to there, right? Like you've got a lot of work and a lot of effort to put in and you're going to fuck it all up if you don't put the right work and effort in. And I don't they have don't faith care. that they're going to do that. No. Yeah. I yeah. got Bobby Lashley. All right, the Raw Tag Team Championships are on the line when RK Bro takes on the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a triple threat match. And I kind of feel like Alpha Academy wins this. I was thinking a heel Street Profits. Mm. I think they fully go heel. I think we're going to, because they kind of jumped RK Bro and got some booze, you know, so it seems like they're comfortable with it. So with the ref looking seeing at a, a heel Street Profits. That's what I'm saying. So. The ref is looking at Chad Gable or, you know, Otis or something. And then Mon yeah. is forward or whoever does the Kansas City cup punt. I've got faith in the Street Profits guys. I think that's one of those another ones where, like, you can't fake cool, right? So, like, put them in the right situation. Put things like heels, the crowd's yeah. going to gravitate to them. And if you – the problem is the, the uber-scripted nature of everything there, right? Like, I feel like these guys are better off if you let them be the cool guys without – forcing the cool thing that you want them to say right yeah it, they're cooler when they're just themselves and not when fucking solo cups are falling from the sky every week <laughs> right you know yeah so but i think alpha academy probably wins i just like is more than th- you know what i mean i'm How going I street feel. profits yeah yeah going women's profits. tag team championships are on the line which is still a thing queens lena and carmella versus sasha banks and naomi Versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. These are all teams. These are all fucking. When did these all become teams? I whatever. I don't even know what to think of this. I'm gonna say champs retain. I don't know. <laughs> Sasha Banks, the biggest name. So I got them. Yeah, I think Sasha they Banks. Want Sasha Banks. Yeah, I think they want Sasha Banks on both shows for a little bit. So. Ooh, I could definitely, well, yeah, because Rhea Ripley already had the tag titles, right? So did Natalia, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got Sasha and Zelina and Carmella are the champs, right? Are they there? And then yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Sasha can turn heel on Naomi, and then that's when we get their feud, right? But we gotta have Sasha on Raw and SmackDown, Sasha on Raw and SmackDown, and then whatever we want to do. There you go. Boo. Edge versus AJ Styles. This is another one where like the match is probably gonna be good. Lead up is weird. Yeah. Really weird. It's just real weird. I don't even know what it is. Like, I don't. If you would have told me Edge turns heel, I'd be like, all right, I'm down for that. But, but purple light, weird music. Yeah. Like, rated R superstar. Did we forget what fucking is cool with him? And I'm not saying just play the hits, but I'm saying play to his strengths. And his strengths don't yeah. seem to be fucking creepy you know house of black guy the rated pg-13 superstar i know i don't know i got aj 
I don't. Either way, it wouldn't shock me. I got edge. All right. I'm reading this in the order, right? So some of these may sound like they're coming. I'm reading it right off their website. The WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar versus the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, winner-take-all championship unification match. We're going on a big one here. Who do you think's pulling this one, right? Roman. Yeah. I mm, Man, they really love them some Brock. There's been some moments where we've thought... But I feel yeah. like this one's different. They're really all behind Roman Reigns. This mm-hmm. is what? I don't know, 3,000 days running now that he's been the champion? Yeah. Something like that? And Brock has lost. I mean, he lost, what, two years ago to Drew McIntyre? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like he can't lose at WrestleMania. Well, did, did you hear the uninspiring name they're going to name the title? It's just the WWE Universal Championship. Or the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a DQ and neither guy fucking wins and they just keep their titles and then they go and say like, we can't do it again. And so then Brock, you stay on raw and Roman, you stay on SmackDown. So Paul Heyman has a new person and fucks the matchup goes off with a new person and the two are left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Each other like, huh? (laughs) I still got, I still got Roman. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. Roman, that's going to be the yeah. main event of night two. That's going to be the very last match. But yeah, as far as this order, who gives shit? But uh, that, yeah, I got Roman. This is all out of Yeah, this is a weird order. Yeah. SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. The Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And God, I just feel like Usos win this. Yeah, I think because they hate tag teams. Vince, that is. Because uh, re- remember, the Steiners, going back to the Steiners, the reason they left WWF at the time, not, now WWE, is Rick was quoted as saying, Vince likes singles, and we're not singles at that time. Uh, so that's why they left. So Vince doesn't like tag teams. Um, yep. So I think Rick Boog turns on Nakamura, or Nakamura turns on Rick Boog, and then that's how we get rid of that thing. And then Boog starts playing his own solo guitars, and Nakamura is like, I'm the evil heel. There you go. That's what happens. And the Usos need to keep the belts to be with Roman, right? It needs to have the whole championship. All the gold, you know, it's going to the family staying tall or whatever, the bloodline, yeah. All right, here's another match that I don't fucking understand. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Was there even a build for this? What happened here? Drew McIntyre. Make fun of a sword? Probably. Drew McIntyre. Definitely Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Happy Corbin takes the big L here, right? Like he's more embarrassed than Sami Zayn in a in a pool of bull semen, which is yeah. totally what's happening. That wouldn't shock me. Xavier yeah, Woods and Kofi Kingston are also trying to get injured against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. New day. Definitely new day. No, no, no. I got the Irish guys. Really? Yeah, because they got Butch. They got Pete Dunn, uh, so that's got to be something strong. So, yeah. What the fuck did they do to my boy, Tom? Yeah, because Bruiserweight wasn't going to get over. They couldn't the even. What fuck like, did they, they do? They didn't just call him Dunn. You know what I mean? Here's like, what's bothering of- me with, like, WWE with these name things, right? Like. All of it? I completely can wrap my brain around the idea of, like, listen, you're coming in. 
You're, you wrestle on the independence. Your name is Mark Smith. We're not going to use that name. We're naming you Pete Dunn, right? I don't know if his real name is Pete Dunn, whatever, right? Pete Dunn now. You're in NXT. But then they go like, okay, you're coming up from NXT. You're moving to the main roster. We're going to now call you this. Like, that's fine if you never tell me on the WWE main roster programming that NXT is a thing and never, f- like, show me NXT wrestlers. Like, so Pete Dunn coming, like, I know who the fuck Pete Dunn is. And I know, like, they at least halfway tried to say, like, you guys know him as another name. Right. You know, I know him as Butch, but, like, ah, uh, man, you just so make me want to, like, fucking just get out of here yeah. with that. Like, I don't care. And, mm-hmm. like, and look, there aren't a whole lot of people talking about the blight of Irish Americans right now. But, like, I mean, how stereotypical must we be where we've got, like, suspenders and fucking bowl hats come the fuck on i know i know Why do they look like they're in a sherlock holmes movie and the thing would be is like if if peaky blinders was the number one show in the world okay <laughs> we want to play on that but like that's not it anymore you know what i mean so yeah i fuck them heck them yeah oh. but i got uh i got the irish gang i got okay. gangs of new york all right i'm going new day <laughs> The Mysterios are taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. And I conventional wisdom tells me the Mysterios make The Miz and Logan Paul look like jackasses, but like it's Logan Paul, I can see him being yeah. like I'm fucking getting over here. No, I think he actually uh gets pinned. I think they're going to be like, Seems "Oh, like he's he's a good pinned. sport. Like he wants to play along, right? Like he's not yeah. a, like he's a full of himself celebrity, but he doesn't seem like He's only full of himself, right? Like, he, right. he knows how to have a good time. So, yeah, you're probably right. The, the Mysterios probably win this, right? But it has to be Ray Mysterio that pins Logan Paul. I think he would, like, not Ooh, the fucking somebody kid. Pins, Miz takes the pin. No, I think they're going to pin Logan Paul. You think Paul gets pinned? Because th- this is how I think they're going to do it. They pin. Ray Mysterio has to pin Logan Paul. And then, because Logan Paul goes away, then Miz goes like, I never lost. That guy was dead weight. I'm the Miz. Or... Or you get, they pin Logan Paul the next night on on Raw. They're making fun of the Miz. The Miz is like, it, it, you pinned him, it wasn't me, right? Like, he was a bum, and then all of a sudden he comes out, and he's like, tattoo, oh, I'm a bum, and now we get Logan Paul face run for the next event. Miz. Beats yeah. up on Miz for WrestleMania Backlash is probably what, right? Isn't that what they named the fucking thing now? Probably. No. That's what they, they call it, WrestleMania time. Raw. WrestleMania they backlash it- WrestleMania Raw, right? Exactly. So I think we're gonna get Logan Paul now in the face, like bitch. You know what I mean? You weren't there. That's why you didn't help me make the save, motherfucker. And now, you know, here Perfect. comes the Logan Slam or whatever. Yeah. All right. Oh. The Logan Lariat. That's what we call it. So here we go. Here we go. Seth Rollins. To face an opponent of Mr. McMahon's choosing <laughs> on WrestleMania Sunday. What do you think here? Oh, I'm going to have fun because I don't like this company. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Goldberg, and Goldberg gets the win. Um, Fuck it. It's not Cody. So listen. Okay. So there's a lot of that, right? Like everybody thinks it's Cody, right? Yeah. And we've heard Cody sign. It would not 
it, look, we've seen them have some friendly deals between each other. It would not shock me if, if they worked up this deal where like, hey, we're all going to hype that it's Cody. It's not Cody. Cody's going to show back up on AEW and be like, you think I was going there? And, you know, whatever, right? Like, we move on, right? Like, they get oh, a play into it. I think he's showing up on the Raw after WrestleMania. I think he's the big surprise there. Yeah. So then we, you know, some people float out the idea like it's fucking Shane McMahon or it's Vince McMahon. But like, I think we know who it is. I think we know who it is. And, uh, mm, uh, it's, uh, oh, one second. I've got it right here. Yep. John Cena. Running down the ramp, saluting Seth Rollins. That's exactly how I feel about it right there. <laughs> I always forget that guy. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Uh, no, it's not John Cena. Yeah, no, I know it's not John Cena. It's going to be fucking Cody Rhodes. All right. I got Goldberg. I think they re-signed Goldberg, and they're going to have Goldberg finally get a victory. Come out there and spear Seth Rollins out of his boots. You're next. Because that's how Vince says. Vince goes, oh, you want to know who's next? And then it's fucking Goldberg because he's next. Yeah, it's Goldberg. So now I floated the idea, you have it be Steve Austin, and Kevin Owens flips his shit. (laughs) That's a great idea. Yeah. Because... Let's just go to that. I don't Let's know. Let's roll right into that. Right. Okay. Yeah. The dumbest fucking event in WrestleMania history. Dumber than a Rowdy Piper uh, segment with um, uh, whoever the fucking guy was that smoked. Remember that? Dumber than um, all that shit. This is because they keep saying, I'm going to stun you at WrestleMania. Then have a fucking match. You're going to have Jerry Springer. That's what you guys are building up to. You guys are saying, at a talk show, we're going to fight. That's Jerry Springer. Who the fuck cares? Or we get, it turns into an actual match, and we get Steve Austin wrestles three matches next year. That's fine, but the build-up to this is confusing and a dud. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. Why can't we do a match? Why are we not calling it a match? Because they're they've already said I'm going to fight you. They've said that about each other. Makes so me what wonder the fuck if, are like, they going to talk about? They have a match plan, but they don't have solid yet on whether Austin's going to clear medical the day of. <laughs> so they've got to like he can look lay down this. Or, or <laughs> Kevin Owens can lay down. Like yeah, it doesn't make any. I hate this. I hate it so much because I love Stone Cold Steve Austin so much that this is such a this is. This is uh, Shawn Michaels coming back to reform DX to have that shitty match against the Brothers of Destruction. That's this right here. Yeah. Except for at least we knew that was a match. This is fucking confusing. I hate it so much. It's going to be awesome. It's fucking stupid, though. It's going to be fun, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's WWE. It's going to be fun. But when you have solid performers, right? Like, Kevin Owens will sell whatever the fuck this is. is And it'll be great. And Stone Cold is Stone Cold. And he buys into it when he's there. It's real to him, kind of like Scott Steiner and Brock Lesnar, all these guys we're talking about. Um, but the lead up is fuck. I can't even tell anyone what I'm going to watch. Like, oh, there's a match. Who's going to win? Like, we didn't consider the Mad Ox. No, get out of here. 
You're just playing around with your sounds now. All right, yeah, no. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. It could be a... Hello? Huh? You never know. Don't play that again. You never know. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> last two here. Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I'm on my own. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like they're all in on like, let's push Bianca Belair. She's got to get some of these victories so she can be the seven-time champion, right? But I just like, they did the move with the cutting of Becky Lynch's hair and stuff. Like, usually that's not the, you know what I mean? Like, then that person doesn't just like also lose the match, right? Like, so, wouldn't shock me if there's something there, but I don't know what you would do. So, yeah, Bianca Maybe it's a Samson thing. Because she cut her hair, Becky Lynch doesn't have her power anymore, and so then she loses. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be stupid. Bianca, yeah. Yeah. And then the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, and this is going to be bad. No, I mean, the match will be fine. They've already had a match before, so they have a little chemistry, right? The Survivor Series match where Charlotte just beat the fuck out of her with the kendo stick. And everyone cheered, and it really pissed off Ronda because she's like, I thought you guys liked me. I'm like, no, fuck, we didn't. Um, I don't care. I uh, Ronda. Ronda wins. Ronda's got to have a title. She ain't yeah, fucking Ronda's around. Just, yeah. yeah, and then she'll wrestle like two months. And then, and, and then hmm, really quick, just a fucking, the dumbest, again, WWE is the stupidest fucking company to ever make money. Charlotte Flair keeps talking about how she's never been fucking tapped out. And yet, when you run the fucking highlights for Sasha Banks, they show her tapping out Charlotte. Like a for thousand real? fucking times. Yeah! Charlotte, remember how uh, Sasha fucking made uh, Charlotte tap out in the crowd and then she got her hand raised by Ric Flair? That's one tap out. Becky Lynch fucking tapped out uh, Charlotte Flair with the disarmor. And this isn't one of those things where it's like the delusional heel is just trying to make you believe it, right? But we all know, like, yeah, you know, when Kurt Angle was bald. It, yeah. yeah, when like, Kurt yeah. Angle was bald, but was wearing the thing. It's not like that. It's we're trying to tell you that she's never tapped out. And it's like, this shit happened not that long well, ago. But, and, and then it's one thing even for like, we're going to say she's never tapped out. And then you go, and I remember that, and they'll be like, no, you don't. But if we're showing it in footage during the show, what the fuck? <laughs> right? like, yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. It's so, I, God, they make me so mad from a creative standpoint. I don't even, like, yeah, all their business practices are horrible and miserable. And again, they should go to jail just for that shit. Um, but just from a story perspective, it's the, it should be canceled. This should be canceled. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate funny. that idea. Cancel. Yeah. Um, well, hell, man, that's all I've got uh, for this week. Well, uh, here, let's know. let's end on a good note because again, yeah. kind of shit always. What's the what's the thing or match that you're most looking forward to? Well, I'm 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 most interested in how they play the Stone Cold thing, right? Um, let me go back through the list. Um, eh, maybe that's it. I think the Pat McAfee, I'm, I'm very interested to see what he does. And mm-hmm. then is it Cody Rhodes? Mm. And even if it is, I'm going to be like, yeah, right. it's stardust. 
Did I, hey man, if he leans into it. So here's uh, the thing. I you know I heard somebody mention that like Cody Rhodes showing up here can come in as a heel, right? And that's the thing he wasn't gonna do over there, right? Like so, okay. But I, look, he's. Great I think we were trying to tell you over in AW that like maybe your game hasn't stepped up to the level you thought it was, and we'll see here. He's great as a heel. So if he decides to be a heel, it's going to be the best version of Cody that we've seen on national TV in a long time uh, since the mustache. But I I think what I'm looking forward to the most is Stone Cold just to see whatever the fuck this is because I'm so mad. That I would be pumped. I would be like, this is going to be the thing that I'm tuning in for, a Stone Cold match versus Kevin Owens. I'm mad, though, because we don't know what the fuck it is, right? Uh, it's then, not a match, right? Then Pat McAfee. Because I do think he's athletic enough to do something crazy. Uh, safe. Crazy. Uh, and then I know they've done it three times now. or This will be the third time and all that stuff. But the unification. What the fuck? After the one storyline that they told you to care about, how does that pay off? How do they think right. the fucking end story is with this? That's what right. I'm interested in. All right. Well, I'm sure but we'll I won't recap. be watching. Yeah, I'm not really going to be watching. Like, I'll recap. I'll be Some in Vegas. So we can discuss it here. Oh, yeah. You're going to be in Vegas. I'll be in huh? Vegas at the uh, ADCC tournament. So if you're in Las Vegas, uh, Friday through Sunday, come see me. Come say hi. Be out well, there. I'd, I'd tell you to give us a recap when you get back, but I've heard what stays in Vegas or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, stays in Vegas. Yeah. Got to do that. But Come on. All right. Well, then um, I guess we'll leave you with the parting words that uh, no matter what's going on in life, whatever questions you have, Serena Deeb is always the answer. The Spanish announce table.